0: watching a video by Neutra's living son and he was talking about the influence and contributions to architecture that both his father and his brother made and he was a epidemiologist for all of his career and then As his brothers started to age and his health was failing, basically reached out to his brother and said, hey, can you take on, you've retired from your doctoring, and Mm -hmm. can you take on the the Neutra Foundation? And, you know, so he did, and he's been a big advocate about it, and apparently they are now working closely with Cal Poly Pomona to, I guess, possibly, I think, the Cal Poly Pomona is going to be the stewards of— you know, mm. moving forward, he's, he's old too. He's in his eighties. <laughs> um, it was Dion, right? No, 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 no. Dion has, you know, Dion recently passed. Oh, I, I yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forgot and about that. And this was, this is Dion's younger brother. Mm. And Dion's younger brother was not an architect. He was a doctor. Mm. Gotcha. And so, and he's. is carrying on the name. And he's carrying on the name. But, but basically I believe they're working with Cal Poly Pomona to, yeah, you know, become stewards. And I just. It randomly, I was like, I don't know, I, I think I was actually looking at a, a video about how to use um, HDR settings on my Fuji. Uh-huh. And literally, it's like one of the suggested ones were the Neutra Legacy. And I'm like, oh, oh. of course, I'm going to click on that. Oh. <laughs> and then I clicked cool. on that and, you know, watched most of it. It was a, uh, it was a, just, It looked like a younger architect designer, probably from Eastern Europe, who was interviewing him. it was was kind of an interesting interview, a little kind of kept leaning into this relationship between uh, Richard Neutra and uh, Frank Lloyd Wright. But it was was, was pretty interesting. I'm going to have to find that link and send that to you. Mm, Yeah, I would love to see that. Cal Poly
1: owns or is a steward of the VDL house. Yes, yes. And that is, I believe that is why the
0: where the connection comes from. Yeah, right. Yeah
1: and i when i was i want to say second year maybe third year it's all a blur i we had to do like a service mission down there everybody had to do something for that house to keep it up because they it's so expensive to keep it up and you know it's got like rooftop ponds and you know it's all post and beam hmm. and glass and it's right on uh, silver lake down down in los angeles and it's i i got to finely detail paint the spiral staircase in the back of the house one day because it was, you know, it just it needed a new coat of paint. And uh, it was finely detailed because, like, the part that wrapped, there was a the center post, which was one color, and then there was the part that wraps around the center post that was another color, mm-hmm. and it had to, like, with a detail brush, be, <laughs> be like, delineated between the two colors where they, where they met, where the steel was welded. So I spent all day doing that and various other teams were doing other things on the grounds of the house. But um, there's always been kind of a caretaker house in the back and somebody who li- who lives there also is, you know, associated with Cal Poly Pomona architecture department and they, you know, so they'll, they'll live there for years and years and be the, their caretaker of the house while also teaching at Cal Poly.
0: Oh, that sounds awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's neat. I mean, that's it's a neat house. I mean, it was very much like a research house, um, for Neutra's architectural technologies, you know, so it's like the front of it's got these big pivoting um sunshades that, you know, let the the light in versus close it out for privacy and they're like double double story right in the front of the house and uh always
0: broken. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell if when they were interviewing his son, whether or not there seemed to be a little bit of a, you know, even though, you know, yes, um, Neutra did work a little bit for right, but it seemed like there was like a little bit of a beef between them, especially since. Oh, I'm sure the Kaufman's decided to Mm -hmm. for their LA house decided to go with someone else. Exactly. Even though Frank was out there working and all that other stuff. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, that, that doesn't sound too, like there's lots of stories like that. I guess what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, probably. Like, yeah, I can't, I don't, I didn't get the
1: sense that Frank was easy to work with ever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. From everything. Raymond Neutra. That was, that's a statement. Mm. And uh, yeah, Dion actually passed in 2019. I remember when that happened.
1: Speaking of, these recognizable names in architecture, you know, the masters, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and they're, they're the last name of, you know, so you've got right, you've got Neutra, you've got Lautner, you've got Schindler, you know, and, and so on and so forth over the decades. Mm-hmm. And so many, and, and even the, the latest Pritzker craze, I not the latest, but there was definitely a craze with like the Starchitect kind of brands of architecture over the years. I think the last, I want to say the last American to win it was a long time ago. But but so many others, and and now they've they've gone away from that. But I'm I kind of makes me think about branding, right? Yeah. That you trust. I mean, thinking about Wright, there was like how many projects did he build? It was like over five hundred. It was yeah. five hundred and fifty three projects or something of his were built and they were designed. It was way more than that, like fifteen exactly. Or I
0: mean, he was amazingly prolific. Prolific,
1: yeah. And so Neutra too, right? I've got this giant Neutra book behind me. Yeah um the the neutra book the one with the and uh and so so many projects that so there's several in my my hometown here uh several neutra buildings there's there's a church there's several houses so obviously in la and hollywood hills and tons and tons of neutra stuff right it just it just makes you think like does that still happen and and if it does I, i'm not aware of it and if it doesn't why doesn't it and and it kind of to me comes down to like this idea of our culture's obsession with brands um and it's a very consumerist mentality and we don't have a lot of architectural consumers out there granted right but right. there are some serial kind of builders there's definitely campuses and districts and large scale developers and stuff who could potentially align with a brand of architect but we don't really see it happen and it just makes me think like why doesn't that happen you know there's so if 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 i was just to ask you point blank what are some brands that are your favorites you know that don't have anything necessarily to do with architecture but if you just want to name a few like what are the kinds of brands that immediately come to mind and then maybe we can talk
0: about why let's see chevrolet Mm -hmm. yakima fujifilm Mm-hmm. you know, three that are very near and dear to my heart, uh, of things that I kind of help contribute to some of the lifestyle things that I deal with.
1: Yes. Yeah. So they make things right. They make things. I, I definitely would have pegged you for a Chevrolet, <laughs> you know, obviously the Detroit angle and right. uh, the nostalgia and the loyalty kind of a yeah angle. Yeah.
0: There's a little bit of loyalty because both my father and grandfather retired from General Motors and, mm-hmm. you know, so I was kind of raised a Chevy man and Though I haven't actually had a lot of them because I've had all sorts of different ones. I've always kind of gravitated back towards, you know, the nostalgia of the, the, of the bow tie. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then I've had and just recently purchased another Yakima uh, rooftop carrier. I, I beat up the first one to no end over the course of probably like a decade. I'm more of a
1: Thule guy myself, but I don't know why.
0: There's no real you, reason for that for me. Really? Where, well, I mean. Where are they from?
1: Yeah, but that's not why. Like, I have no, <laughs> no loyalty
0: to Sweden. <laughs> it's like saying that, like, that's why I buy IKEA. Well, you know, I, I, I mean, I really just like, you know, so like the brand stuff, you know, that I think about. It's like I try out so many different brands of things, you know. Most of the time, I, you know, I first start off with, you know, just like the cheapest, you know, let's be efficient, let's use our money wisely, and I buy something cheap. And then I realize, you know, sometimes you, it really is true that, you know, you get, what you pay for. And sometimes that's mm. not always a good thing. And mm. so then I'm like, okay, well, so a good brand is associated with quality. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, then I, I look at, you know, okay, well like, let's, you know, step it up and say, okay, I like what this can do, but obviously I've been burnt by this one. So if I, you know, over the course, like say the, the Yakima, um, you know, car topper that I've got, um, the, mm-hmm you know, I, I had like several beforehand. I mean, we, we travel, you know, a lot by car and, you know, I had several of those and I bought more and more and more and more, you know, cause they just fail after, you know, like a couple of uses. I'm like, okay, if I'm going to take $70 per purchase and I do that over the course of like, say five years and it's, you know, one per year, or if I go and I get one, that's a little bit more quality brand named that, you know, has got, you know, high ratings. And then I purchase, what I would have bought over the course of that five years to that one. And then I realized, oh, well this one's now lasted me ten years. But, you know, by me being kind of a, a jackass, I, I kind of ripped the uh it's the soft top one, it's not the the hard top ones. Mm-hmm. And you know, I kinda I kind of ripped the um the straps off. And so now it's got two big holes in the side. So do you ever whoops. kinda rip the straps off? Yeah. but I mean, you know, it lasted me for a long time and it did a lot of, I mean, like it was abuse after abuse on that thing. So yeah, that's uh, good stuff. You know, so I, I, when it, when it's well-worn and still useful, like that, that makes me
1: think of Patagonia. Exactly. Yeah. That was another one that I was going to throw out too. I mean, uh, you know, I I think of a lot of REI type outdoorsy North face Patagonia, Black Diamond. Those definitely stand out to me.
0: Well, you know, I mean, you know, we, you and I talked about like last episode, you know, I just bought a pair of boots and, and yeah, they, you know, they're, they're decent and I'm using, you know, big, uh, air quotes, they're decent, but I know that they're not going to last me very long. I know they're not waterproof. I know that, you know, um, what I do with, um, mine. So then I started to look at the other ones, you know, and mm-hmm. look, look at, Um, especially when you started talking about how your um, trail running shoes like last you forever. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you know, I mean, let's start looking at those. Oh my gosh, they're expensive. However, Mm -hmm. however, (laughs) it's over time, over time. It's cheaper. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think of, I think of brands like Apple, right? I mean, they make, they make quality stuff. They're not interested in, you know, obviously we're going to get a lot of eye rolls out there, but they, they, they're not interested in the low end of the market. I think about guitars, right? I think about Gibsons and I think about Martins and Taylors and they're making stuff that is meant to last, to be the the one and only, right? Like right. all you need is one of these. And right. now, now if you ask my dad, no, he's got 25 guitars, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, but it makes you start to think about like what brands, time. what, what brands don't you cheat on, right? So like for me, that, that would be an Apple, that would be... Yeah. I, and there' there's not very many but and there's there's some brands that I aspire to to be in alignment with like Airstream, you know oh, like yeah. again talking about quality potentially um there there's definitely brands that have this kind of association that goes along with them that that is and 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 that doesn't i don't think there's there's any category that doesn't have that you know you can think about watches you can think about shoes you can think about handbags you can think about fashion you can think about i mean i'm thinking like in my garage with tools like i'm a craftsman tool guy i'm not a snap-on tool guy right i don't cheat on craftsmen um and then (laughs) and then you start to bring it more towards architecture and thinking about like the tools that we use and thinking about the, the monsters out there like Autodesk and Adobe, Um right. and, and you can't cheat on them, right. <laughs> Necessarily <laughs> just because just, they're
0: unavoidable.
1: Yeah. Unavoidable. Right. Um, and, and so again, like it, it's not always about quality. Sometimes it's about market share. Sometimes it's about what everybody's using and you're kind of forced to use it, but I, then it brings me back to architects. Right. And starting to think about like, Obviously, there are brand architects, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and there, there's, there are the star architect names out there. Um, there's also non-name branded, as far as like proper name. Like, obviously, there's the Frank Gary's and the Zaha Hadids, and but then there's also places like Shop or Heatherwick Studios or Big, or you know, they're more modern versions of of the the star architect. Um, so, so, do you have any favorite architects?
0: Well, but, so let me that you think of. But before I, well, so before I answer that, let me hmm. let me ask it this way, um, or let me let me just like whatever. I don't know what I'm saying, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> it's so if you you had asked me, you said non non architectural. What are some of your you know favorite brands? Hmm. And we started talking hmm. about brands, you know, and then we started going through like all of the different brands that you could think of. Now, these are all name brands that, you know, like for me, you know, there's a little bit of nostalgia to them. And then there's also the quality factor. Same thing with you. And we were talking about, you know, like like really big name brands that have sort of kind of like created the market. So if you went mm-hmm. and you asked non-architects, name me a name brand architect, mm. who would they say? They
1: would say, frankly, 100 percent. Right, Frank right.
0: Or they yep. or, you know, if you said, mm-hmm. hey, I'm an architect. Um, oh you're an architect like frank lloyd Wright,
1: you know oh my gosh my chiropractors did that to me recently yeah (laughs) oh frank lloyd Wright type no not really but yeah i appreciate i I appreciate the buildings i I wish you know
0: right he was pretty prolific (laughs) but but so like if so now if we answer that question if we start talking about the glenn markets there for me it's like you know some of some of the uh, oh god I mean blanking on some but you know if you were to ask me like what are branded now versus like what is branded kind of like you know internationally nationally known you know, you'd say like the HOKs and th- and people like that you know the SOMs you know the the three did mm-hmm. three letter firms three letter firms you know those would be the 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 ones that you would think of but th- what's interesting is you know you kind of started this with you know architects aren't really branded I mean. We know a big. We know of you know all of these you know big name you know architects. Oh yeah, this is inside baseball right here. But 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 these are not like you know these these are not like household names. In it, it's interesting. It's like yeah, you know I could you know maybe somebody might know Frank Gehry, maybe somebody might know Renzo Piano. Maybe I don't know if if you were to ask any like run of the mill you know American. You know, it would be rare if they would be able to name an architect unless they knew you were an architect. They, like, oh, name an architect, um, Evan. Evan, you're 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 right. you're an architect. You know, and yeah. it's and it's so it's not really branded the way that. Well, the building doesn't have an association to
1: the designer necessarily. Right. So so for instance, like you can go enjoy the High Line every day of the year that it's enjoyable, mm-hmm. and never know that. That Herzog de Miron did it, right? right? So if, and that's pretty normal, I think. Now, for me, I'm thinking like some architects that are my favorites are actually ones that I've visited multiple projects of, right? right? So I think of Julia Morgan. I think of Gowdy. Right. I think of Frank Lloyd Wright. I think of Billy Chen and Todd Williams. Like, for me, it's like, it's this consistency of great space. Right. And architecture that makes me notice them even more. But again, like a lot of people, a lot of people go to a Frank Lloyd Wright building knowing it's Frank Lloyd Wright building. Right, but right. aside from that, I would say it's it's got to be like who are the more modern versions of that? Is probably Frank Gehry and Zaha and Tom Main. So I'm sure there's people yelling at the speaker right now. All the names that probably that they. Yeah, that but, they can think of faster than I. But can. what's
0: but what's, what's funny about that and the the three that you you picked they they do have very distinct styles. Mm-hmm. There is almost a stylistic association with their name, you know. I, uh, well,
1: uh, yeah, we've talked about that before too, right? It's like to me, it's like a band with a sound, right? It's it's like they're <laughs> the police comes to mind, right? The Foo Fighters come to mind, and and it, it's not that every album is the same, but they do have
0: some consistency, right, to it. Yeah. And, and and so that's probably, so, so like when people think of like Frank Lloyd Wright, you know, it's just the, the average Joe non-architect thinks of Frank Lloyd Wright. They know his brand. They know what he is about. I mean, nowadays, I mean, other than those few people who've kind of like adopted this kind of almost stylistic, you know, branding of them and their work, there's not very many people out there. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, if you went to an Air St. Gross building, there are so many different people working for Air St. Gross that are, you know, have design yeah. input and stuff on there that there isn't right. one Air St. Gross building. They know of it, you know, like the people who do know of Air St. Gross know, you know, good quality architects, but they don't have, there is no like style to them. You know, I'm, you know, another good example, I'm, I am pay. I mean, you, you know, you're, you're. You almost know what you're getting out of an I.M.P. building, but I don't know, even with I.M.P. with his prolific of a career that he had and all of the different works that he had, do, can we like really like name, I mean, we, we could name one or two, you know, buildings, but when you say, when somebody hears I.M.P., they probably may have heard of him, but they probably can't pinpoint like a specific building. Whereas like, if you say, you know, Frank Gehry, if they've heard of him, they're going to say, oh, that guy that, you know, does like the really crazy warpy buildings and all that other stuff, you know, and then. Yeah, I I guess this is where I, I start
1: to try to think about how how that type of relationship could get established. And I. It, it almost certainly has to be in the public realm. Right. Like a Disney concert hall. Right. That is also where I wouldn't I definitely wouldn't consider that building like a product, but it is very much like a product of Frank Carey's office only. It is very signature yes. style, yeah. right? Yeah. In, in that way, it is product-like. Um, but but I think there's a huge opportunity right now for architects to go beyond the traditional practice to start creating space as products because there's been such a huge shift in the way that we approach our relationship with buildings right now. Like, like we're still not back in the office, right, for instance now we're doing school out of the house what are ways we could address those kinds of issues spatially as architects i think there there is a or there has been a big opportunity to make that happen there's a huge movement in california with adus and things like that i still don't necessarily think that that, that it's ha- happening right where people are are becoming loyal to an architect or a brand of architecture but i still think it's just kind of an interesting topic of conversation I can't believe I didn't even mention like Louis Kahn, right? But right, again, it's right. not a household name at all. But I, every project I go to, I'm in awe of, and I know it's him. But it's definitely not anything that a typical somebody would recognize.
0: Well, so here's 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 an interesting one. This is this be a weird little controversial twisty turny band thing. But l- let's think about Michael Graves. So Michael Graves, postmodern. I think I when I think of Michael Graves, I think of you know a lot of the the buildings that he did in Orlando for Disney and things like that. And these kind of like overblown. But if if anybody in the non-architectural world thinks of Michael Graves, they'll probably think of the products that he created for Target. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. He's. Kind oh, I've of, got a
1: I've got a peeler in the right. kitchen.
0: Yeah. And, a crockpot. Exactly. I've got a couple of different things. You know? And and so hell, I even have a broom. Or ha- yeah. had had a broom. right. It broke. It wasn't well made. it wasn't <laughs> well made. But I mean, so you know, it's interesting is that like he branded himself outside of the work of architecture. That,
1: yeah, that's around
0: design. Right. Not not architecture. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I said it was kind of a, a little twisty turny kind of thing, because it's not exactly yeah. where you're talking about. I mean, because like, you know, I, I like I said, you know, I, I know of a handful of buildings that he did in Orlando for, uh, for Disney. And so I, you know, automatically think of those when I think of him, I don't know how many more of Michael Graves buildings I would really recognize or we say, okay, yeah, that's postmodern, but is that Michael Graves or is that another postmodern guy
1: mm-hmm.
0: versus like, you know, Oh, look at that like target brand, uh, spatula or something. I know that that's Michael mm-hmm. Graves because I've seen it enough times and you know, it's just kind of like inundated I and mean, he doesn't have to put his name on it. You know, the, it, there's a stylistic approach there. And so that's more of what I was going to like, you know, yeah. kind of think. but.
1: Yeah. I just think it's kind of an overall interesting thing. And again, kind of bringing it back to this, the Pritzker announcement today or yesterday, whenever it happened and looking at the work that, that this duo has done over the years, I mean, I, uh, there is something recognizable between the projects but at the same time i wonder i wonder if it just takes a really small focused office right. to create although i guess if you you brought up som earlier som is very much on brand with their projects yeah yeah right yes uh it's they're timeless they're you know they, they i sorry that's that's an air quotes like they but they have kind of an ethos that they follow. They want to express the structure. They want to okay. make sure that the materials are noble. They want to, you know, et cetera, et cetera. They have they have kind of this this ethos that they follow with their projects. And I don't know that every not every firm obviously can or will even attempt to do that. But it is kind of interesting to think about architecture from a consumer standpoint of branding and building trust and loyalty and what the opportunities are that are out there to participate in the landscape that, that is capitalism. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And how kind of choose not to in that way Um, or, or maybe want to, but, but haven't cracked that nut to figure out how there's definitely firms that have done things like gone on to become developers. Think about like Jonathan Siegel and his projects down in, in La Jolla. Very very on brand for him, but also you know he's building them for himself. So there's no no loyalty there, right? I'm just trying to think about some different potential angles. Maybe maybe people can write in and tell us on Twitter what they what we're missing here. But it's just kind of interesting to think about how architecture is not doesn't fit this kind of category of it's not just product, but just thinking about it as as kind of holistic branding. You know, like every these firms have branding; they definitely right. have logos, and they've got slogans, and they've got um, all of these things. But they're not, and I, I wonder if it just comes back to product and just a, the consumer mentality. Because you're you're not gonna buy multiple; you're not gonna build unless you're a billionaire. Multiple houses over your lifetime; you're gonna build one, maybe. Right. <laughs> Most of the time, you're just gonna buy a house in a tract. It's
0: already built somewhere. So maybe that's the divide. You know, it's interesting. So now that I'm sitting here and we've been kind of stewing over things and when you ask me, you know, like who are your, some of your favorite architects? And I kind of like stuttered, probably not expecting the the, the question or probably should have, but didn't. So I, I've said on numerous occasions and even if no one remembers, you know, Brian McKay Lyons, one of my favorite architects uh, mm-hmm. out of Halifax. Now if you think about his work, they McKay and Sweet Apple, they actually have what I would consider an architectural language that they they work to or they strive to. And it's yes, it's mostly a regional thing. It, you know, conveys kind of like the aesthetic of the the buildings that you would find around Nova Scotia and Halifax and, you know, all those areas that, you know, are these more coastal kind of towns, you know, with very durable materials and things like that, but with a very modern take on those materials. And, and so if you were to like flip through his catalog and if you knew him, you would say, Oh yeah, yeah, that's definitely a McKay Lyons um, jam that other, you know, there, there's really no others. I mean, there are a few people who've worked for him and have gone down to, you know, start their own firm and do absolutely beautiful, wonder, wonderful work, and, you know, and, and so you can kind of see their style kind of emerge from, like, the teachings of, you know, people like, you know, McKay Lyons or, and people like that. But I think about him, or I think about a Glenn Merkitt, you know, and I, I kind of like liken, you know, those two together. Um, you know, some yeah, of I think the, of Tom Kundig. Thank you. I was just about to say that, you know, Kundig and Beecher. people like that that, are, are, that have kind of like—but but if you think about them, they're a very regional style. You know, they 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 draw from the areas that they practice. Now, yes, they practice all over the place, but they tend to draw from the place that they are. And so, you know, the more prolific areas of work where Brian Brian does his work is, I say it as if I know him, although I have met him a few times because he was a visiting professor at Auburn when I was there, and but he wouldn't you know recognize me from Boo. But you you would if if I were again. You know, as an architect, if somebody showed me, you know, some buildings, I would say, yeah, that's Brian McKay Lyons' work. You know, so that is a brand. I mean, that is Mm -hmm. something that, you know, he does. And, you know, we can kind of like run down the list of other people that kind of have a stylistic brand that is nature to them because it's where they live. And so they build within the context. Marlon Blackwell. I mean, that's another great example. Mm -hmm. But... You know they aren't household names and i yeah. and and I guess I think of brands like like really successful brands as household names
1: i I've got one that's maybe better than graves, but i maybe I'm wrong, so you tell me is well, yeah. the Eameses
0: yeah. Does it be,
1: yes you are absolutely right, I know for sure within the architecture circles, but I'm not sure outside like I know people maybe recognize the chair in the ottoman or the splint or, you know, the the shell
0: yeah. chair. Or, yeah. But I don't know if they know it's an Eames. Well, I mean, I would say like the— Because it's most the, likely a knockoff, by the way. It's interesting. It's probably, <laughs> it's probably you know, we're talking catering to like a, uh, a higher echelon of people who buy these things. But, you know, they probably go out and they buy them. Ooh, I have an Eames chair, you know, kind of thing. And by the way, I do have a—I have an Eames knockoff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Same, and uh, sorry. I, I mean, it is still mid-century. You know, the funny thing is, it's still mid-century. <laughs> nice. um It was one of the. It was one of the knockoffs okay. that the were justifications. The well, list is long. <laughs> got. It, I got it at a uh, antique store.
1: <laughs> you didn't buy it at Design Within Reach.
0: No. Yeah. No because they're you know they can't afford that. That's they, the real. Thing. I was going to say they're the real things and they can't afford that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that I was just looking around my bookshelf here and I saw the Case Study Houses book and I thought of them. Um because they did break out of architecture, right? They their studio in LA, they did all kinds of things. They did film, they did, they did, ooh, they did yeah, products. I have
0: yeah. you know I have like every like I have the whole like films library of theirs Mm. somebody bought it for me and i thought yeah this is fantastic and i totally like totally sunk myself into watching all of those things they're kind of crazy yeah yeah absolutely yeah fantastic and and just
1: like this insatiable drive to create right Mm -hmm. that and it went beyond architecture for right
0: totally so it's interesting so you know, we talked about the Eames and, you know, all of their, you know, the, the furniture and stuff. And they're very, you know, what's interesting is like, I, I went through a, and I, it had to have been at Disney. And it was like the world of tomorrow. And it was, you know, they, you know, way back in the day when they idealized like, you know, future living and stuff. Well, it was furnished with Eames furniture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And but then you like fast forward to like the time that you would have been living there and they still use that same furniture for futuristic views on how you would live. Yeah. It was very ahead of its time. Very, very ahead of it. Aesthetically its time. at least. But you know, so it's, it, it's The kinda,
1: future is uncomfortable,
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it looks good. The, Yeah. <laughs> The, the lounge chair it yeah, it needs a little more movement, <laughs> a little
1: more ergonomics,
0: yeah, mm. I can't find my I was trying to find you know like i for some reason, I'm completely blanking on the the replica um eames lounger that i you know mid century one mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, there was, you know, there, there's all sorts of different ones that that they that they had, but um, the there was like a God, well, Plycraft was the the one that everybody like the the big
1: yeah
0: big name one right. But there was another company that actually was a little bit more faithful to Eames and you know the knockoff, you know, knocking it off. Um, and has, you know, just the, the right amount of, of uh, legs on the chair and the right amount of like, you know, like little mm. legs on the the footstool. And, you know, because there's five on the you know chair, four on the footstool. But, you know, the only thing that you could tell mine is definitely a knockup versus like the other one are the way that the arms are, the way that the arms are attached. Mm. And for some reason, I'm just. You know blanking on that particular company that that actually uh made it i believe it silic silic that was it mm. that was the company I don't know what I just went down the wrong way you know went down some
1: yeah, I don't know that there's really an end to this no. topic it's just something to explore think about and i I wonder if people i wonder if I get the sense that firms aspire for that kind of I, I, Notoriety is not the right word, but you know what I mean, like that recognition. Yeah, but but is it even possible to achieve it in the same way? I don't know that it is. Like, over a billion people use the iPhone, right? I get that. Not, it's not going to happen with architecture, right? No, I don't think.
0: Well, I mean, you know, it's because like right now. So, and I'm kind of speculating with with Frank Lloyd Wright, but you know, Frank Lloyd Wright you know, he, he, himself was the marketing tool. He himself was larger than life. I mean, he lived a life where, you know, people wrote books on him. He, he was in the, um, tabloids all the time. He was on TV all the time. And, you know, so like he was out marketing himself. And so he became a cultural icon in his own right. And so mm-hmm. as he was becoming the cultural icon, his work was being, you know, recognized like, okay, well, you know, what is this Joker, you know, that I see on whatever that uh that TV show with um Groucho Marx was, like this is your life or or something mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, and so they're like, who is this guy? And so they like look him up and they say, oh, you know, oh, I, I, you know, I've seen, you know, houses like this or I've seen houses like that. And so, you know, they so then they associate the brand of the person and the brand of the architecture. And mm-hmm. so you you kind of get that. I mean, there are so few that you could, I think, that you can name as a non-architect that you could say, give them a name, and they would give you some of the work.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, even Corb, even Corb of all people, could you, if you were a non-architect, because you don't have access to most of his work or any of his work, really, Mm -hmm. if you heard Corbusier, if you were a non-architect, you'd say, "I think nope. I think I've heard of him before. He's a architect, I think." Well, tell me some of his work. Got me there, right? But Frank Lloyd Wright, guarantee. Even Joe American will will come up with something that they can say, "Oh yeah, yeah, Guggenheim," or "Oh yeah." But again, yeah. like public, yeah, very public. Again, yes. at least the right. ones that people right. do recognize
1: are, are public. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely right, or have some kind of status, right like a yeah fan, fan just an interesting, very interesting thing to think about and and whether it's achievable or not. and I would love to hear examples of, of who is achieving that and why why that is the perception because I think a lot of people are looking for that, but I don't know how they go about it, how they how they accomplish that or if it's even deserved. I, I I don't I'm not saying it is, but it's just it's just kind of an interesting thing to think about, I guess. Right. Cuz I've got all these books on my bookshelf with a bunch of monographs and mm-hmm. you know, you know who cares who comes and visits my house? Let, not that there's anybody visiting my house, but nobody nobody cares about this.
0: The only people who would come to your house and say, "Ooh, look at that. You have a a Dali book." Is me when I say, "Oh, look! You had a Dali book, and I pick it up." <laughs> but yes. I mean, you know, otherwise, you know, if it's not... So no, funny, my kids don't even know who the... Yeah, 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 and they they've seen these
1: books all the time. It's probably why they ignore them. But it's it's also like just not their world. So that's you know, I think another part of it's penetrating somebody's world is pretty impossible on an architectural scale unless it's unless it's something they really take an interest in, and, and then it's only going to be like one. One building, and again, how do you even find out who did that building right? There's a definitely a marketing problem
0: within architecture, yeah, and you know that uh, i I read something, and I believe it had to have been on the entree architect uh Facebook page, and somebody had had mentioned something about is it a violation, and, and I'm just kind of paraphrasing right now from memory is it a violation of like ethics to market yourself in like print or TV or whatever? And, you know, it's interesting because a lot of people had a lot of different takes on them and and most of them were like, Oh no, you know, it's really, you know, it was just frowned upon because, you know, we were supposed to be a noble profession and stuff and you don't go out advertising yourselves. You, you know, you work comes to you. You don't go to work. You sit around and wait. You sit around and wait. And, and what's, interesting about that is that's probably why we aren't more recognizable like both as a profession and work by our professionals by the people that you and I look up with and own tons of monographs for us because they did the noble thing they didn't go out and pimp themselves out they they basically just said they you know the work they just did the work but the thing is is that what is what is wrong with pimping yourself out what is wrong with you know like actually you know, putting yourself, I mean, I I flip through, like, we've got a local, you know, like the Bethesda magazine and, you know, it's advertising stores and shops and services and everything else. And there are tons of interior designers, a few architects and stuff like that, that are, you know, do full page spread advertisements. What's wrong with that? It's, it's marketing yourself. It's branding, it's branding, it's yeah. branding yourself. So bring it yeah. back to like, you know, we're, You know, how do you make a brand if you're not out there selling your brand? Hmm. Frank Lloyd Wright sold his brand.